I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Guys, welcome back to Oops! The Podcast, COVID edition, part two. Um, I am Julio. I am joined by the ailing but on the mend, Francis Ellis. On the mend, baby. On the mend. Ominously sitting in the dark, his golden hair uh, contrasting against his black shirt. He just looks like a fucking villain in a lair. Yeah, we got uh, these hanging lights. That, uh, nice. I don't know. I don't know how to redirect them. I was too lazy to get the old halo light out. Dude, you look good. You look good. Um, I wasn't. That wasn't a jab. But dude, this shirt felt like a jab. Julio felt like a jab. <laughs> it was not a jab. Um, this shirt. When I went to Long Island for like the first three months of the pandemic, when it started, I brought like five shirts with me, and this was one of them. And uh, this shirt. It got to the point where people would start messaging me and being like, hey, dude, like there's like an ACG uh, sale. I know you apparently like that company because you (laughs) wear that shirt. So I just wanted to let you know. But I figured I would wear this for some nostalgia and, uh, you know, tough times. It's funny. There were so many clothes that I had in the pandemic that or in the quarantine that I wore so much that I couldn't wear them after once we came out, I couldn't put them on again. And I was, I was just so sick of them. I know. Um, know. But now I'm fine. Sometimes I'll put them on again now and think, Oh, this was my Tuesday, Thursday shirt. (laughs) Five months. (laughs) Dude, seriously. It's crazy. Um, Dude. Well, I haven't, I haven't spent much time with Hill dog these last few weeks and it's it's a bummer and so i was obviously famously in iraq um when i got back she was in las vegas and then uh she now is in chicago for like a shiva situation oh. and yeah unfortunately um and then shiva me timbers yeah and then i'm going to costa rica tomorrow with my dad before she gets back right and we just have not got to see each other much man and it's uh it's a bummer you know mm, mm. and even now like i'm being in the apartment without her it's just like i don't function at as high of a level and not even because she's doing anything for me it's just like having her here like makes me grounded totally know? i totally agree with that life goes off the rails when when sierra is not here i <laughs> go to bed late i watch weirder porn it's not good <laughs> not good i know man i know i know yeah. Um, but dude, so remember how I was talking about the our like my Spanish music video obsession? Yeah. Hillary has actually the other night I was watching my usual sort of like list of videos. And at one point she's like, I'm really starting to get sick of these. And she was <laughs> curious. And I was like, oh, my God, like I kind of was like perked up for a second. And I was like, oh, no, like what is. Yeah. Well, I think that's uh, I think that's natural. I mean, I, I I'd probably. <laughs> I'd probably be there pretty quickly myself <laughs> on the, yeah, uh, right? being sick of it. Hey, we haven't talked about this and it's, it's, it's a, I guess it's a week removed now, but succession, you're a watcher of uh, succession, right? I'm up to date. Yeah. Uh, I get, you know, everyone's raving about it 
everyone raved about the season finale. I thought it was pretty good. I don't know. I mean, dude, I thought this whole season was terrible. Yeah, I, I, I was underwhelmed overall. It's a know? lot of like, get the president on the phone. Oh, DOJ. Oh, we're going to have to merge. The amount of times they're almost merging. It's just like bull. It's like complete nonsense. Nothing ever happens. And yeah. I, I don't know. I hate all the characters. I'm really I, starting I find, to realize. I find that the I, I don't remember in seasons past that the language of the show was so weirdly metaphorical the whole time. Right. Right. Interesting. You don't know. I mean, you never hear someone say something straightforward. Uh, yeah, no, I know. They, I know. they speak in these preposterous. And I, I think I've said this before to you, right? I don't think you have. No, we haven't talked about succession. Oh gosh, someone's calling me. What are the odds of that? Um, <laughs> so hello, you're on Oops yeah. the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> the ultimate merge. I I find that it, it, it's it's just it's so unlikely as dialogue that you know you'd never hear one minute of someone being like. This is my plan. This is what we're doing. It's always, you know, what's your plan? Well, we're going to move the acorns to the front and we're tired of getting fucked by the big rabbit. And, you right. know, it's time for the chickens to come home to roost. They and speak that's, like Brent the entire series. Yeah, we're going global. We're going global and we're going <laughs> to, the, the, the sky's the limit. And it's like, dude. It's, it's ridiculous, dude. Are, are they writing it that way to avoid uh, having to 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 come up with a co- coherent business strategy? Are they <laughs> are they intentionally remaining vague and speaking in these ridiculously analogous terms to to just not have to you know to to say anything concrete that they would have to be beholden to moving forward i don't i i i don't buy kendall or roman as savvy business minds because of the fact that they never speak in coherent terms and i find it very annoying and and distracting agreed and yeah dude i i fully agree and and honestly, that aside, I, I I fully have an issue with that as well. But not one thing happened this season. Nothing is different than at the, the end of last season. And I know you'll say, oh, but the end, the end didn't happen yet. The end is happening. And I guarantee you the beginning of season four, that will somehow get stalled because of the the DOJ blocked it. Like just some nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know, dude. And I, and I used to really like Shiv as a character. And now that she's just kind of like been working for the family, her whole thing's kind of fallen apart. I don't like any of the characters in the show. I do think Shiv's hot, though. Really? Yes. <laughs> just, Dirty dog. I thought that they I don't I didn't think that the wardrobe department did her any favors. I didn't think that the outfits that she was wearing were particularly uh flattering. flattering or or you know pretty in any way yeah yeah they put her in a dress at the end of the season which was like 
a, a change. It's funny. I actually just like force binged the end of it because Hillary wasn't here. I was mm-hmm. going to give up on it. And I watched like four episodes in a row and I was like, this show sucks, dude. I'm Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Um, well, anyway, so that's succession. That's my take on succession. Yeah, fair, fair. Um, dude, another thing I've realized that like, I have, I have really bad handwriting. Um, and I've realized that like, it might actually turn Hillary off. I think Hillary might be turned off by my handwriting. Is that so? She's like a language person like you and she, you know, English major and she loves language and she has nice handwriting and she loves neatness. And like my approach to handwriting just really is at odds with all of that. And Mm. I feel I can pull some up to the screen. I actually have notes I'm editing right now. This is pretty bad. That's not as bad as I would have thought. No, 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 not terrible. I've seen way worse. I appreciate that. Speaking, um, of, speaking of, well, what were you going to say? Sorry. No, nothing, nothing. What do you got? Okay. So, you know, I posted on my Instagram that I have COVID mostly to let people know that we're postponing uh, some of the shows that I was on um, uh, and so that they don't show up and be mad that I'm not there or whatever. Some guy wrote back, it's a flu, not death. Stop being a sheep. Get the fuck out of New York City. <laughs> Masks don't work and neither does the clot shot. Sorry, we don't know each other, but we all need to stand up for our rights and America again. Otherwise, our kids are fucked. What on earth is that guy talking about? And I about? wrote back, it's 1130 a.m. and I am in bed. I can't breathe. I am drowning in my own fluids. My throat feels like some sociopathic dominatrix is standing on my esophagus in stilettos <laughs> and there's no safe word. Please, Tony, not now. <laughs> the fact that this guy is trying to like mansplain my illness from a political perspective to me while I'm suffering from it might be the most tone deaf thing I've ever heard. Tony deaf. Dude, that guy sounds like a fucking turkey, man. Like, say all you want. You know, people it's tragically have politicized a disease, but say all you want to me. But when I have it, <laughs> don't, don't give me these points. Yeah, yeah. Because my reality right now is, is one that is under the foot of COVID. So I'm not yeah. considering whether I'm a sheep or You're a fucking sheep, dude. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, or whether or not I need to leave New York City or whether the vaccine is, you know, government propaganda. I'm just considering <laughs> what to watch next on Netflix. That's all that's as pussy, far as my brain can go. Yeah, uh, that dude, that's funny. Speaking, <laughs> I have a good suggestion, actually. I watched this. I forget what the fuck it was called. I think it's called Valley Uprising or something. It's some like climbing doc. That's not that it's not that eventful or interesting. Kind of talking about the history of Yosemite. But dude, they sneak in this little story that could be its own movie that blew my mind. I didn't know this had happened. Tell me if you've heard this. Um, So these climbers who were living in Yosemite, they were real sort of like vagabonds, like living out of their vans, had no money, like kind of living, trying to trying to figure out how to live without having to spend any money at all. Right. Yeah. And this is what was happening. At one point, some cargo plane crashed into the mountains. Okay, this is real. 
And before it's sort of like the, the people on board, there was only two people driving it. They had died. Um, and before any sort of like formal recovery effort had been put in action, these climbers got to the plane first a couple of days after that happened. And it had already kind of been frozen. And out of curiosity, they get through the ice and they find out what's in this plane. And what's in the plane, dude, is dozens and dozens of gigantic bags of weed. Oh. And this is in the 70s. So, dude, what do these climbers in this community do? They all start selling it and they all become rich from selling the weed they found on this plane. Wow. And it's a true story. And like, I think Cliffhanger is like loosely based on this, this real story. Oh, yeah. That's a good movie. That was a great yeah. movie. Classic. And dude, they, they talk about this five minutes in the middle of this documentary about Yosemite. And I'm like, I would love to see a whole documentary about this story. Yeah, that's these better. guys all of a sudden driving sports cars around and they're all just have a shit ton of money because they've been selling this weed they recovered. Mm, mm. Crazy. I, that is crazy. I, I watched uh, The Alpinist. Oh, cool. Did you like it? I thought it was pretty good. I, I liked 14 Peaks better, but, yeah. um, you know, I think it, to me, opened my eyes to sort of the selfishness of some of these yeah. people. Totally. Um, you know, I think that this guy being in a relationship and, you know, the fact that he'd agreed to, to shoot this Netflix documentary with these guys and then just went missing went missing yeah. like honor your commitments dude i don't i don't care how whimsical or agreed you know spiritual your journey is you've got to be a citizen of the earth and 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 if you agree to do something you should do it but you'd fully agree and honestly i think being in comedy and being around a lot of these like people these like self-centered people who like truly only care about themselves and it's like not even a secret like it's made me it's made it harder for me to romanticize a story like about this guy because mm -hmm. they're like, wow, he was so dedicated to the purity of uh, he's such a free spirit. He has to do his own thing. And I just know what it's like to have relationships with those kind of people and how much of a nightmare it is yeah. that it made me feel the same way you do where I'm like, I still liked it, but I was kind of like, ah, this guy probably sucked to be friends with. Yeah. Would never text you back. Wouldn't return your calls when you pin him down. He's cool. But like, if you don't, good luck. Yeah. You know, is there, you know, let me tell you something, dude. Is there anything more frustrating in life than someone who tries to give you advice based on like their own spirituality and, <laughs> and, and condescends to you because you take life too seriously? Mm. This has happened to me in my life. But dude, I feel like that's usually, it's usually some kind of like cop out. It's usually some kind of like, Oh, I don't like how much you have your shit together. I'm going to try to make you feel like that's lame to try to like cut you down and bring you down to my level. I, I've experienced this more from the perspective of people who think that I'm, I'm clinging on too tight or that I'm always worried about something and that I should go with the flow more. Mm -hmm. And you know, do I do this to you. No, <laughs> I might. I have an aunt. I have an aunt who I remember doing this, you know, and, and talking about both me and, and more specifically my dad, I think being, you know, too worried and and too too focused on certain things. 
It's like, well, if we all lived your way, then we'd just be a bunch of Coachella attendees <laughs> floating through a meadow with, you know, flower crowns in our hair and no 401ks. Like, that that's just what it would be. Speaking of which. Dude, I do this to you, bro. Uh, before you move on. I, I don't mean to. And I do it from a place where I'm concerned that you're unhappy. If you tell me you're unhappy or something, I'll be like, you know what, man, you have a lot to be grateful for. I try to like give you the, the, that's the positive end of the stick type. That's thing. different. That's different. I think, I think there's a subtle line between reminding someone to enjoy their circumstances and how good they have it. And to try to remain present. I've learned that that's good advice and I get that. And I have, tried to incorporate those lessons more in my life. But then from there, there's a big leap to stop planning. What will be, will be. We'll figure it out as we go. Yada, yada, yada. The universe Mm. has what it has in store for us. Uh, Let's go where the wind blows us. All Whatever. Any kind of belief in the... I don't know that, you know, that we're all just at the mercy of the winds of energy or whatever. The, I don't even right, know. Right. What I, I, I get it. I get what you're saying. Um, to me, like I find it, it's live your life the way you want, whatever works for you. Great. I'm sure a lot of those people are happier than I am, but I also know that my life does not move forward in a, in a vacuum. I can't, allow myself to just let take my hands off the wheel and and let the wind or the tide take me where it will yeah. um i for the record i'm not like i'm not like that i'm not that kind of person like i would argue that i could like those kind of people might say the same thing to me i can kind of be like get anxious about all the things i need to be in control of and then you know i'm not like a by the wind guy. I don't know why this just turned into me defending myself. You in no way are, are saying that I did anything. <laughs> I'm just like getting insecure. I'm this. glad you, I'm glad you realized that because I was not talking about you whatsoever. Yeah. Um, so, you know, <laughs> I, but that's it, man. It's like, uh, yeah. I, I also think, I think the world is better off for having those types of people. Um, but we need planners. The world needs structure. And uh, I don't like being off the grid. Yeah, me neither. Neither. I don't know. That's sort of my general thought on that. Yeah. And like tying into sort of the climbing shit, like if this movie, The Alpinist, uh, it's basically about this guy who does these really crazy solo, free solo kind of climbs where he's climbing ice with these ice tools and all this shit. And he's kind of like this guy who he didn't have a phone for a few years. And he's sort of one of these, like, I mean, he's very committed to climbing, but like that only the rest of his life, like is pretty much not important to him. Right. I don't know if that's what sparked on this thought. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's got family members and a girlfriend and he is going missing all the time. And it just kind of wreaks havoc on, on the lives of the people who care about you. I think. Totally. Totally. Totally, man. Yeah. Totally, totally. Um, but anyway. 
Guys, happy holidays from FitBod, the only fitness app you will ever need in order to achieve your fitness goals. I love FitBod because it helps to make a very specific workout uh, based on what I have access to. And it helps kind of hold me accountable and make workouts that I can execute and do on my own uh, without having to kind of like watch a video or go in person to some kind of class or whatever, uh, or work with a personal trainer. This can handle all that stuff for you. Uh, we know a lot of people's New Year's resolutions revolve around this kind of stuff. So we think FitBod can really offer a great opportunity to help you get in shape. Um, the algorithm changes and updates uh, your fitness plans as you go. And uh, I know for me, I'd like to get in a little bit better shape in the new year. So I'm looking forward to using FitBod to help me do that. Kick off the new year right and get started on your customized fitness plan from FitBod. Get 25% off a membership when you sign up now at fitbod.me oops. That's 25% off your membership at fitbod.me slash oops. Give it a try. Uh, I think you'll be pleased. Uh, oh, I watched the Woodstock 99 documentary. Hey. That was a good documentary. How fucking great is that doc? Well, it 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 does so much uh, in terms of the framing of mood um, over the last like 20 to 30 years. Because, yeah, it like sets it up in a way, right? Dude, let me tell you something. I was in, in 1999, I was 10 years old and mm. I was listening to Limp Bizkit. Yeah, same. I wasn't listening to Corn. That was too hard for me. Um, yeah, I maybe liked like one or two corn songs, but agreed. Like Limp Bizkit yeah. was right up my alley. Corn was maybe a little too Jenko y. Yeah, I couldn't listen to Corn. I would have said Limp Bizkit was Jenko y, which is kind of like, fake hard whereas corn was yeah, like okay. metal right almost marilyn manson sort of like satan you know Vibes. paint my fingernails black yada kind of thing okay. yeah corn um, metallica again metallica is a band that i've come to respect i don't listen to their music a lot but i even then i would have said metallic it's just too hard for me it's too hardcore yeah, yeah. But Limp Biscuit was that bridge between like, you know, Eminem and sort totally. of the skateboarding world that I fancied myself part of in fourth and fifth grade. But I totally. think I had, I think I had the edited CD of, oh, funny, you know, which I bought at Walmart. So I didn't, in Break Stuff, which was the song we all listened to, yeah. most of the words were edited out. That's funny and good moment in the dock right the dude watching the dock and and realizing especially like how angry people were at that time these 20 to 24 year old white dudes like what were they so mad about you know why were they mad and it made me realize well i think everyone's really mad today you know yeah. But you realize people are always mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one's ever fucking happy. And they and make the point that no, they had nothing to be mad about then, but they were still mad. They were mad. They didn't know what they were so mad about, but they were mad. And and you think, well, why don't you know what about what about in the 60s? That was that was that the last time when people were happy, peace, love and all that. And they do that great job of, you know, 
clarifying the false narrative about the right. original Woodstock. How chaotic it really was. Of it being, yeah, there were they had, you know, fights and anarchy. Die, death. All that yeah. happening there too. Totally. That said, it did seem to be a little bit more of a peaceful time. Whereas Woodstock 99, those scenes of those mosh pits. Crazy. And the when when the like big drops would hit from the oh, yeah. stage. I mean it's Dude, that so corn scene, cool. the yeah. corn scene where he comes out and he's like, are you ready? Yeah, that, that is a crazy, it like gives me the chills, dude. It's crazy to see. Um, I will say, I will say, would have been pretty fucking cool to perform. Imagine, I know. <laughs> just like yeah. safe up on the stage, just watching, you know, inciting like a hundred thousand people to start throwing each other around. I wouldn't want to do it. You know, you realize you're not doing a good thing, but as a performer, they must have, those guys must've been like, man, we've never crushed harder. You know, they showed Andy Dick doing stand up. I know. And they said he, like, he did a set for 500,000 people. <laughs> um, dude, it's crazy. And uh, so a couple of things stand out. Uh, one of them being people died at all those concerts. Yeah. You know, when that many people are there running around, like people are going to fucking die. And right. It just, it puts the Travis Scott thing into perspective a little bit, in my opinion. It's like that has gotten, people are acting like no one's ever died at a concert before. People should not be dying at concerts, but like I, he has sort of become the martyr of like people dying at a concert or something. You know what I mean? He's like losing all these endorsements and stuff. And it seems like, I don't know, it seems, it seems like a hard, it seems harsh that he's taken the brunt of this. I know. I don't, I don't know. It's weird. I mean, you say that, but there was a note of blaming Fred Durst in the movie that they there, were, yeah. the artists were blamed at Woodstock. The organizers were blaming Fred Durst. They are the ones to blame. The people or like, I, I took that away from the documentary that it was very like, and, and let me know what you think about this, but like the guys who, who put the show on were to blame for all the problems of the show. Yeah. You know? I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, um, from from not hiring proper security staff to not good water, any all uh, of that, yeah, totally. overcharging people. And it it was funny how they made the point that they were trying to kind of apply the the nostalgia and the sort of all the rhetoric from the '60s Woodstock and apply it to this like 1999 event and how like all of that was lost on the crowd. Mm-hmm. Like any homage that they were paying to the 60s, like went right over everybody's head. Yeah. Like yeah. bringing out the drummer from the doors. Like I no know. one even knew what that was. I Dude, know. crazy. I know. Crazy. I'm glad and you I, watched it. I was watching, I watched some of the DMX documentary, which frankly I would not recommend. Really? I haven't, I didn't even know that existed. It, it, I shouldn't bother. It, it, it's, it's, it's not so much a summation of his career uh, as it is a, a sort of glimpse, a collage like glimpse of the last sort of year of his life. Um, mm. And it's very art artistically done, which just to me was not really what I was seeking. I kind of wanted yeah. more the story of DMX. Got it. Um, but to see that, you know, in Woodstock 99, just how much of an absolute monster he was like, you know, he performed on the first day and he was killed it. He was one of the acts that people were the most excited to see. Um, and dude, it's so sick. 
and it, you know, and it, and it was all white kids and you had a hundred thousand white kids singing along every word. That was a pretty, that was a pretty tough moment to watch in the doc where they were all just doing the call and response oh, of, yeah. of the N word with him. But even so his performance in terms of owning the stage and was, was pretty, you know, that guy had it, that guy was totally. super, super magnetic. He and there's that I, I had no idea where that meme was from until I watched the documentary where it's like that time DMX performed for the entire world and it just shows him coming out on stage. Yeah. And I, I didn't realize that was from Woodstock, but obviously it makes sense. Pretty cool. 500,000 people. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Um, guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium. And you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, Anchor.fm. Download it now. What do you say we rip in, rip into a couple emails here? I hope I hope you will. I hoped you would. Let's do it. Um, Bring it on. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Hi guys, I'm a huge fan. I really look forward to when when you guys have new uploads. Enough of the ass kissing, though. Yeah, I've given myself stop that. <laughs> Cut that out. I've, I've given some time. I've given myself some time to think about this and I'm still super slumped. How do I tell my boyfriend to work out or eat better without totally fat shaming him? We've been through, uh, we've been together for a while now and throughout our relationship, I've maintained myself and enjoy eating well, but he has no interest in trying to better himself. He's recently gained like 20 pounds and I don't know how to tell him he's being a lazy sicko and I don't like it. Help me. Love you guys. Mm. So, I, want you to, so, I want you to tackle this first. So guys, first of all, we, we've sort of talked about this in, on past episodes and even to the point where we've gotten ourselves in a little bit of hot water uh, where people had said we were fat shaming people um, when we were talking about our partners. Um, we, I mean, that may not make sense out of context. But so this we is were just- not, some- We were not fat shaming our partners. We were trying to do a joke about like, you know, how far could one of you in a relationship let yourself go before- it was reasonable for the other person to break up with you. Yes. And I use weight gain as an example of that, which, you know, might've been insensitive and and we've talked about it and uh, you know, but I still, I still think this warrants a, 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 you know, a response. Uh, Oh, a hundred percent. We're getting into this. And this is just to prove that this goes both ways. You know what I mean? Like a guy talking about his girlfriend and a girl talking about her boyfriend. These are both, reasonable things to talk about in a relationship. If a person makes a big body transformation, regardless, honestly, it can be concerning no matter what fat, skinny. They even say that when married men get in really good shape, their wives are afraid that they're having an affair. (laughs) Any, when people change, it is, it can be cause for concern. So let us put that out there, but let's talk, let's talk about this. I think that this is, she shouldn't necessarily feel, but she shouldn't feel bad about this. This is a real thing. If she, sees him sort of living a way that she doesn't like, she doesn't have to like it. You're not forced to, to accept your partner no matter what they do. That's all complete nonsense. 
Like when you date somebody, you're expected to kind of maintain some kind of status quo. And if you're unable to do that, it, it can warrant a conversation no matter what. So if she is bummed out that her boyfriend has gained a bunch of weight and she feels like he's being lazy, whatever it is, can she talk to him about it? I think, yes, of course. And I think there's even a way to do it delicately. And you can try to sort of maybe be like, listen, I'm concerned about your lifestyle. I feel like you take care of yourself more. You don't have to be like, you look like shit. You don't have to say that. And that might not even be what all that you're upset about. You know what I mean? What do you think, Francis? No, I, dude, I'm, I, I, that was spot on. Um, yeah. You know, I think, I think I want to offer some ways in which you could strategically try to, to help uh, if you believe that's what should happen. Um, you know, one idea is to talk about like getting in shape together. Um, and maybe he'll see through that, but if you, if you attack it from like a teamwork perspective and say like, Hey, why don't the two of us go for a run or like set up a workout schedule? Let's do some workouts together. Like, I know that, you know, I think, I think Sierra, Sierra's in, obviously in, in very solid shape, but, um, I came into our relationship with like, uh, just, just more of a, a fitness background in terms of like my knowledge and, and, and the stuff that I've learned and, and all, all the stuff I've done over the years. And she's always very appreciative when I'm like, you want to go do workout together? Like I'll lead us through it. Wow. And she's usually on board and it, it tends to be pretty fun. Like you kind of become a personal trainer for her, but you're in it too. And you kind of spur each other on and push each other. And, um, I find that to be a weirdly fun relationship activity. Sometimes we'll do it like when we're traveling, um, you know, we'll, I'm like, all right, you run, you run around the, the loop while I do an ab bridge. And as soon as you get back, we switch and, you know, it, it forces, you to, it forces you to run faster because your partner's, you know, doing an ab bridge and it's painful or whatever. Um, yeah. Those kinds of things. And uh, to extrapolate from that, you know, creating some kind of thing together where it's like, we, we should have a goal, you know, New Year's resolutions coming up, like our right. goal should be this. And if he's just not willing to listen to that and just says, I'm happy with who I am, I want to live the way I want to live, stay out of my life. I think it's, you're within your rights to say like, well, this, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't really like, I'm not, I'm not attracted to this. This is like, not what I, you're not the person that I fell in love with. And I don't know, it depends on how willing you are to, yeah, to throw in the towel, I, I guess. And listen, we it has been brought to our attention and we are very well aware of the fact that oftentimes people gain weight and it, it might not necessarily be in their control. Like we, we know about all this stuff and we're not being insensitive. It just sounds here like, like you guys have sort of a difference in the type of lifestyles that you want to live. And it sounds like perhaps like it could be in his control. Maybe I, I don't really know, but like this, it's not just about weight gain or not weight gain. You know what I mean? And right. maybe, and listen, if it is, and you feel ashamed about it? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. You can figure it out. No one says anybody has to be with anybody. 
But if this, if, if you think he's living sort of like a lazy lifestyle that you're not into, it's within your rights to bring up, bring it up to him and tell him, listen, I'm not digging this right now. What can we do if, if the softer approach fails, right. you know what I mean, and we understand, and listen, I've struggled with weight stuff before. I am not in no way insensitive about, about the idea that, you know, sometimes it's not on, in people's control and I know people struggle with it and listen, Big people can be fucking hot too. I'm, I'm not saying any anything against any of that. But if, you know, I, it's fully within your rights to have a conversation with your boyfriend and see if you can get somewhere. Yeah, I mean, you know, you don't even have to say anything about the weight. Um, yeah. People have broken up with each other for far more superficial reasons. Yeah. Um, and... I think you could just fundamentally say like, I'm not, I'm not very, I'm less attracted to you. Like, unless you start acting a little bit more motivated in general. Guys, we know you love dad grass. Uh, For some of our female listeners who've asked about this. Yes, it is true. There is mom grass. If you're a dad who wants to smoke mom grass, a mom who wants to smoke dad grass, by all means go for it. But the different strains have been tailored to try to uh, be gender friendly uh, and they're slightly different um, as are all the products over at Dadgrass, which is smokable CBD that is low in THC and high in CBD. So you can chill out and lighten up the old fashioned way, which is very exciting and appealing thing as far as I'm concerned, because I am sick of being super duper high smoking pot. I get super paranoid. I very much prefer Dadgrass, and it's nice to kind of partake in the ritual of smoking and getting high without like getting high part. Uh, I find it to be very relaxing. The CBD really chills you out. All dad grass products are federally legal for ages 21 and over, and it ships right to your door anywhere in the U.S. 100% organic pre-roll joints, smokable CBD. It's amazing. Right now, dad grass is offering our listeners 20% off your first order. And you go to dadgrass.com slash oops. Go to dadgrass.com slash oops for 20% off your first order. That's dadgrass.com slash oops. Let me yeah. ask you, G, you know, if Hill Dog came to you, and said, I don't like the way that you're, you know, going, uh, Mm. what would you do? Would you listen to that and try to make an effort to, I think I'd get, I think I'd, I get really, I'd get really defensive initially. Yeah. Honestly, it's kind of like a fear of mine, what you're saying. Like, uh, this idea that like one day I have to have a talking to because, you know, I've fallen by the wayside so significantly in one department or another. I think I would initially get really defensive and then maybe it would like sink in and I would act like I decided on my own volition instead of, (laughs) instead of that she had, you know what I mean? Like it would be like a pride thing. It would be hard for me to like, to, to deal with something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I will say this dude, like, I'm not going to see her for a while. I have this incentive to try to look really good the next time I see her. Like when I'm going, when I'm in Costa Rica, I'm going to try to have like the classic healthy Costa Rica trip where like I'm living healthy. I'm going to bed early. Like, and I look forward to her coming back and her and her being like, wow, you look great. I hope I want that to happen. I'm trying to manifest that. I mean, there's value there to want to want to better yourself for your partner, whether it be fitness or something in some other way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I, everyone knows why I, maintain a a pretty fitness driven lifestyle, uh, which I've said so many times, but it just, for me, my mental health is so much better when I have uh, worked out. 
Uh, Let out the demons, baby. Yeah, I sleep better. I just feel better. I, I do it, you know. Yeah. I do it for the same reason that people meditate or, you know, take vitamins, whatever. I see it as intrinsically valuable to the the rhythms of my day as, as anything could possibly be. Um, that said, on a very fringe level, I suspect that I am aware that in my relationship, as my, you know, health and fitness relate to that, I, I don't want to give Sierra any reason to not want to have sex with me. Oh, so you, you're afraid some, somewhere that like, if you were to sort of lose a couple of steps, she's going to be less physically attracted to you. I, I, I know even hearing that out loud, that it's not the case. And it's I, okay. I, Dude, it's a, it's a very fair fear. I have it too. She has Every- even cleared that up to, with me, you know, that she'd have no problem. She loves me for who I am. And I think she thinks I'm a little more on the obsessive side and that I could actually benefit from relaxing a little about yeah. exercise. Um, but, uh, I also, there's this part of me that just says like, whatever I can control in terms of making her love me or like, you know, making her attracted to me, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to control that as best as I can, whether it's making sure my hair is cut clean, getting haircuts on a regular basis, or like, you know, may, you know, making sure that my, my skincare is up to, you know, wearing sunscreen, whatever. I just, yeah, yeah, totally. I don't want when we're 50 for her to have to close her eyes when we make love. <laughs> I don't I was want not to expecting like, make love to come out of your mouth. Yeah. I don't want to look like a brown paper bag. <laughs> brown paper bag. Oranges when we make love when we're 50 or 60. Dude, I think about this uh, kind of thing, maybe not that far down the line. I just, uh, but, but, um, well, I think about it in different ways, which we actually talked about the live show. We don't have to go there right now, but I do think sometimes I'm like, man, if I were to be like more muscular and like, if I were to have like bigger, bigger arms and like have less body fat, like, I bet you that like, I would be knocking hill dog socks off harder right now. I like, will think about that. I'm like, I should, I'm like, why am I robbing her of the experience of like, having that hard body. And then sometimes I'll be like, I'll be watching, like she'll be talking about somebody who's in really good shape and she'll be like, good for him. And I'm kind of like waiting for some indication that she like is coveting that she would like for me to be that way too. You know what I mean? No, uh, but gee, women, our, our women at least are, are so much kinder than that. Yeah. They're and less, maybe they're just much do. They're more sophisticated than that too. I think. They, yeah. It, it really, when they, I know that when Sierra says, you know, that she loves me for not, not, not for the way that I necessarily look, but now, but, but for who I am, she means that, you know, that yeah. I, I could gain a bunch of weight or whatever it is. I hate to say this. Cause I feel like we're, I, I hate, I'm so nervous that I'm, ignoring the lessons that I was that we learned when we talked about this a, a few weeks ago. I don't think so. You're, you're dude, you want to look your best for your girlfriend. That's not very normal. There's no lesson to be learned. I don't think that yeah, would take that away from way, anybody. In the same it, there's an, there's a real arrogance of it too, where it's like, you know, is there, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah. For, for me where I'm like, I, 
I feel like I'm giving her the best version of myself. Like, yeah, that's right. You flew, you flew on the first class Francis jet today. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, there's a, there's a pride in that, that I want to provide yeah. the top quality stuff for her, whether it's gifts or me. Um, I, you know, I, I think that's, I want to treat her. And, yeah. and there, I, I know that how narcissistic that is weirdly, but, uh, Whatever. I mean, whatever, dude, we're applying our man, our dumb man brains to things, but that's okay, dude. Cause right now Hill dogs flying coach on United and we got to upgrade her, dude. <laughs> I gotta do something. <laughs> I gotta make some more money or fucking yeah. then give her a good ride. But anyway, keep us posted about the boyfriend thing. Uh, if you're able to kind of find some common ground with him, we're curious to hear how that goes. Totally. totally. Um, okay. Which brings us to our next one. Um, Francis, if you don't have any further thoughts, nope, hit me. Okay. Well, first of all, this is a good opportunity to say, if you have not yet, go ahead and get yourself involved in some delicious Brooklyn roasting company coffee. Oh yeah. The oops blend is en route. We are still waiting for it to drop. It Um, it might be, it might be fully in the shelves by the time this episode drops. I suspect it will be. We apologize for not having more clarity on that, but it's just been, supply chain, all that stuff. So keep, keep an eye out guys. Yeah. Yeah. We will be posting about it. It is very exciting for us. Uh, It's going to be a delicious representation of both of Francis and I's personalities. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, dude, I mean, Brooklyn roasting company, it's the best. If you use code oops beans, you will get 5% off of your order. Um, And they have some delicious stuff. Do people have been tagging us in videos of them eating the peanut butter Ooey gooey golly glop. It's yeah. fucking delicious. They have a whole slew of delicious and uh niche coffees that are just really uh really cared for and massaged, and you can tell they care and it's good shit, and it will get you laid. It will brooklynroastingcompany.com and uh get yourself some product. I, I like the uh the Colombia Tolima, that's a, a really good one, and then so is the Bali Kintamani. Go to their website, Brooklyn Roasting. Check out some of the blends they have. I mean, it is awesome stuff. Guatemala, Hue Hue, Tenango, the Peruvian decaf. If you're into decaf, they got good decafs. And then they've got these custom blends and espressos. That's probably where we're going to be. Keep an eye out for the Oops blend. Brooklynroasting.com. Code OOPSBEANS. That'll get you where you need to go. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Um, Okay. So this one's called Breakup Sex Conundrum. Oh, and I don't think we've ever really talked about breakup sex. So I think this is a good one for us. Um, hello, oops, boys. I recently got out of a six-year relationship and find myself at a crossroads that I know only the two of you can give me straight advice on. It was a mutual split. So breakup-wise, it has been relatively easy. I had one sad night right after it happened, but now I find myself happier, excited to live alone and start talking to new guys. We've been broken up for two weeks now, but it honestly feels like longer. One of those situations where the relationship was over before it was really over. I felt like a single woman for a long time, but haven't acted on it because of the relationship. My ex-boyfriend, on the other hand, had been talking to a, or had been, quote, talking to a 19-year-old for a month before we split. He's 30. Anyway, my ex just came over to get the last few things of his, and we talked about our relationship slash breakup and how we have felt since. I made an offhand comment about how the guy who came to install my internet was hot, and all of a sudden, he was very turned on. He wanted to have sex right then and there which I did not agree to because of some, some of the negative energy that had come up during our discussion. 
So oops, boys, I ask you this. It is a bad, is it a bad idea for me to have sex with my ex in the next few weeks or months? I genuinely have no feelings towards him. My reasoning is this having sex with new people can be unpredictable. And oftentimes women cannot quote, enjoy the experience due to feeling nervous or whatever else. But with my ex, I know him and I know he can satisfy me. Plus he lives close by. So this would be an easy booty call. My friends tell me he does not deserve me, but the way I see it, I'm just using him for sex. Please give me your opinions. And if either of you have done this before, thank you. Hmm. <coughs> well, it sounds like this guy has a, a huge fantasy for, uh, you know, the cuck. No, I was going to say, yeah. Like people who install cable. Is oh. that what it was? <laughs> it struck me as uh, anyone else banging his girlfriend, but yeah, maybe it's that. Yeah. The handyman. Yeah. Basil fantasy. Well, it could be it could be that, but also that he realized, you know, other people are attracted to her and that reignited his, you know, defensive sort of own ownership drive that all a lot of men have possessiveness, not right. wanting anyone else to have her, whatever. Um, I think it's good that this girl didn't didn't engage with him because then, you know, it's just him getting whatever he wants when he wants. Mm -hmm. um, and I also think that you know, once you've broken up with someone and you think it's the right call, continuing to have a physical relationship with that person is just never a good idea. I, I, yeah, I agree. I, like, when has that ever gone well? I know. So, and that's the thing. You can say whatever you want. And who knows what's going on with her? Like, who knows if she really means that? Like, she's truly over him. A lot of time people, the amount of times I've heard people say things where I'm like, this person is clearly not over the person they're talking. I'm over him, I swear. I know you think I'm not. Like, I've done it too. I've been saying, you know, I, I'm in control. I'm in control of the situation and go back to an ex and then it just ends up being terrible. To your point, never ends up typically going well. And even if it rationally is like, well the sex is better than what I'll have for a while. And you just never know what that leads to. It tends to kind of snowball into to putting you in a situation you don't want to be in. And when you go back, even if you don't think it's going to be anything, all like the, the outcome tends to be bad. You end up a not opening yourself up for new things. B you might end up back with him and you'll just end up at the same wall you were at with him before. You know what I mean? There's yeah. just like a million ways for that to go badly. And it's not worth it. It's worth just having some bad sex for a little while and moving on. Mm -hmm. Right. Julio's, Julio's got sirens going off. Sorry. Are those like really fucking. I Dude, love isn't it. It's amazing that the fire sound, even when it's like 10 blocks away, that fire horn is still as unbearable as when it's right next to you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Dude, I, I do this. It gives it, it gives a New York flair to the pod. To the pod. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I do this sometimes when I hear that. Or more specifically, when I hear fucking morons revving their sports car and then the like explosion happens. When I hear that, I pantomime taking an, an arrow out of my my thing, whatever they call that. Quiver. And, and what is it called? A quiver? A quiver, yeah. And pulling the thing and letting it go and shooting them with an arrow. I do Ooh. it. I physically do it all the time. I go, you can ask Hill Dog. That's pretty um, cool, yeah. But anyway, that reminds like, me of when I was at the beach as a kid. And sometimes to this day, when seagulls are flying through the air, I'll pretend to shoot them out of the air with a musket. <laughs> it's always a musket, you, by the way. And stuff the musket with the. Yeah. Well, one bird's probably enough for, for dinner. I don't know. These seagulls <laughs> tend to be pretty big these days. Juicy seagulls. 
Um, okay, sorry. But listen, proceed with caution is all I'll say to the girl considering banging her ex. If it happens once or twice, listen, we've all done it. It's yeah. not the end of the world. But yeah. it was never worth Everyone will agree. It was pretty much almost never worth it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I just don't think there's ever been a situation where you've you've ended the relationship. You're on decent enough terms. And now you're out both exploring around and trying to maintain some kind of physical attachment. One of you is going to tell, you know, that what's going to happen is one person is going to hit the other person up and be like, want to hang out tonight? Wink, wink. And then that person is going to be seeing someone else finally, or have plans with someone else. And then the first person is going to be pissed. Yes. No matter what, there's no happy ending there. Yes. And you enter this new kind of arena where even though it went well, when you said you wanted to bone the internet guy, like those kind that kind of conversation typically goes really poorly. And you just might as you should just spare yourself. Like granted I've had a Francis, I don't know if you can, if you agree with this, but like there's certainly been one or two times where I've had like a real closure bone where I'm like, I did it. And then it was like, that was it. But like <laughs> getting, getting there was painful. And like, I should have just cut it off instead of going down this long road that had to end with a closure bone. Mm-hmm. And if the, sure, the, cl- the tr- closure bone can be a triumphant moment where like you realize that you were sort of like seeing this person who wasn't really there before. Like you kind of like see it all for what it is. Like you're not, the sex wasn't even as good as you thought. It was just like you were kind of poisoned by their whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And then you being able to see it for what it is is a nice feeling but it's not worth everything that comes along with that. Mm. I can't, I I don't know if I've ever experienced that. Usually when, uh, when things end, I mean, it's, 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 it's world war two, you know, the Nazis coming through France and, and just bridges, (laughs) the bridges are not just burned. They are rubble. They're demolished. Yeah. The, 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 there is no, there are no roads left in that part of the world. So I, did, I, I struggle with, with the idea of deading a person. Uh, and, and it, it leads me to kind of get into these situations where I don't do the clean break with people. And then like, it takes three years to get over them. And then I do. And then I probably end up having a healthy relationship after that, but like, it's never worth it. Mm. But it's this idea that like the person that you talk, talk to the most becomes a stranger to you. That's hard for me. Um, yeah. You know? Yeah. But I'm not right with the way I handle it, but it's, it's hard. Some people are able to do it and some people aren't. I've always been in the camp of, uh, you know, it's just too confusing and too hard to have a friendship with someone after, after we've been romantically involved. Uh, And it's sort of unfortunate, but I'd rather, I'd rather keep things simple, you know, and, and, I listen, you know, there are people that I've dated in my life who I still follow on Instagram or whatever. And I genuinely now wish the best for them. Um, and like, I'm happy to see that they're dating other people and, and doing well. There are I, really, I, I, you know, but yeah. that often takes time. Um, and it's not because I necessarily, you know, really what it is is it just takes time to realize that the reason the two of you didn't work out was not because they were a bad person necessarily, or that you're a bad person. 
and that both of you are capable of being happy and being in healthy relationships with other people. Um, mm-hmm. That I think is a, is a nice realization, you know, hundred percent, dude, hundred percent. It is liberating and it's nice to kind of move on. Yeah. Bigger and better things. Guys, ever since we've been working with ExpressVPN, I've actually become very curious about learning how companies sort of give us the internet. And I've been learning a lot of things that I didn't know. The sad thing is most of us have very little choice over what internet service providers we use because ISPs, as we like to call them, uh, operate like monopolies in the regions that they serve. So they use that power to take you know advantage of some of the customers with data caps, streaming throttles, the list goes on and on. But worst of all, many internet service providers log your internet activity, and then they try to sell that data to big tech companies or advertisers. That kind of bums me out a little bit. It feels like a little bit of an invasion of privacy. Uh, So with ExpressVPN, it's a simple app that you can add to your computer or your smartphone that'll encrypt all of your network data. And it tunnels it through a secure VPN server so that your ISP, your internet service provider, cannot see any of your activity. Uh, Just think about how much of your life is on the internet, right? Like sadly, the list of all the people you've messaged, the site you visited, all the stuff that you've done and watched, it gets tracked by tech, tech giants who then sell it and make money off of it, which is annoying. So you can stop doing that just by using ExpressVPN. So stop handing over your personal data internet service providers and other tech giants who mine your activity and sell off all your information. Uh, You can protect yourself with the VPN that we trust to keep our privacy online. Visit expressvpn.com slash oops. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash oops to get three extra months free. Go to expressvpn.com slash oops right now to learn more. Um, Okay, we got one more here. Um, on this COVID-friendly edition of Oops! The Podcast. Um, This one's called Dating My Guy Best Friend. Sorry, Dating Guy My Best Friend Used to Be In Love With. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited about this. This is going to be good. (laughs) So I'm in a little bit of a pickle and would love to know what you two would do in this situation because I love the pot. Three weeks ago, I ended up going to my hometown in Connecticut for a boat parade. Uh, All my best friends from school were in town and uh, we were at bars drinking. Around 10 p.m., everyone went home except me and one guy. This guy I've known for probably seven years. He's best friends with one of my friends. He has always loved, uh, she has always loved him. And at one point she was pretty in love with him. Like they never dated. Uh, He's just never had those feelings towards her. She just kind of threw herself at him three different times confessing her love which he gently turned down. Now, I have never felt attracted to this guy, but suddenly when it was just us, one-on-one, we had this insane chemistry. I used to think he was pretentious, but he's mellowed out and we ended up being very much into each other. He's currently in a relationship, which he has talked to his partner about opening up their relationship, which she's not that excited about, but he also doesn't do monogamy. um, And he's kind of perfected this before they dated. And in parentheses, she said, yeah, it's messy as fuck. Anyway, they've been dating for one year and moved in two months ago. Well, that night we had a few drinks and ended up in the same bed. We only made out like high school kids, but the chemistry is palpable. I haven't felt this into a guy in years. So we wake up the next day and it was not just a drunk thing. We're super into each other. We've already hung out with everybody uh, once after the act and no one seems to know. So right now I've seen him four times total and it's like we're a match made in heaven. Um, he's currently about to talk to his partner about opening up the relationship and wants to continue to see me. 
I honestly don't care about that part. They're not going to last. So whatever. Savage. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Right. I don't know how to tell my best friend I'm dating her best friend that she used to be in love with. She's currently in a relationship and happy, but I'm sick to my stomach thinking about telling her. I'm not looking to get too serious with him right now, but I also like the non-monogamous aspect of him, which is why I think this is act- this actually could work out. How would you tell her? Should it just be me, like just him or both of us together? Does it need to be in person? Thanks for reading. Really can't wait to hear what you have to say. I mean, I don't think she has to tell her friend. I think what she'll do is follow this road to an absolute Hindenburg disaster (laughs) of a relationship with this guy. And then she can tell her friend and be like, look at the bullet you dodged, which unfortunately (laughs) I had to fall on. This is a, this is terrible. Yeah. It's a bad situation is terrible. Yeah. This guy is not a good dude. I'm sorry, but someone who's mastered the art of like keeping relationships open, but he moved in with that girl. What are we yeah. doing? Lady? Yeah. yeah. There's a, what yeah, are there's doing here. There's issues. Uh, there's a, there's kind of a lot of red flags, which I sort of agree. Like maybe this situation is worth avoiding. Um, you know, your friend who now is in a relationship has no claim over other people. You, you don't just get to, to retire multiple people. Right. You don't get to do that. That's first and foremost. You're absolutely right. That someone, just because someone loved someone or was infatuated with someone, but never had anything with that person does not mean that they own that person. Right. Um, Regardless of whether or not that's obvious, if you have to deal with like losing your friend because of that, like she sounds like she's worth losing. (laughs) You don't just get to like, stop people from doing stuff because you feel like, you know what I mean? Totally. Totally. With that said, you know, you are making a decision for yourself. If you pursue a guy knowing it's going to break her heart. Yeah. No, you know what I mean? Like, come on, let's be honest. There are plenty of fish in the sea. And not only that, this guy sounds like you're pursuing him for what, for some, does this, does this sound to you like, the guy for her no and and also like the to your point it's like your friend might not be right to lay claim to this guy who doesn't like her but is it worth it to lose that friend over some guy who like probably isn't worth your time just because you had three or four fun times with them like it's really probably not worth it no this is a she's enjoying it i'm sure because of all of the furtiveness and backdoor sneaking around. Nobody knows the stakes are so high. If my best friend found out if you're, if any of our friends found out, I mean, the amount of times that she cited, you know, we've hung out with people since and they don't know. So it seems like we're okay. It's like, you don't like this guy. You like the, the cloak and dagger element of this very, risky relationship you're fomenting you're barking up the wrong tree barking up the wrong tree yeah i i I think you know there's nothing by the way julio there's nothing we can say to this girl that's going to stop her from doing what she wants to do 100 uh this is just going to be a situation where she just follows follows the thread all the way to the end of the road and 
my guess is that it's going to lead to uh, a major explosion. <laughs> Your therapist would probably tell you to stop making destructive decisions. Yeah, it's my guess. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, good luck. Uh, yeah. Not, it's not worth it, but yeah. good luck. Yeah. Let us know how it goes. Yeah. Um, Francis, what, what do you think? That's it, man. Call it let's, a day. let's call it a day. Yeah. I appreciate you guys all bearing with us uh, as I recover from COVID. Uh, we should be back on our on our regular plan uh, with with next week's episodes. Yes. Um, so you know, let us know your thoughts. It's the end of the year. If you have any cool New Year's resolutions or any kind of summarizing of your life or our podcast or anything, we'd love to hear it. Um, oopspodcast at gmail.com at oops the podcast. Uh, thank you guys for buying all that merch. I think we're gonna do some kind of like more conventional traditional drop at some point in the next few months keep your eyes peeled um more live shows coming and that's all uh happy holidays and happy new year and all that shit bye bye